I believe that for men, the strongest community, and when I mean strongest, the biggest impact on your life and community is when you have a commonly held purpose that is internally derived that requires tight coordination of action to get there. This brings up this, I call it this paradox of experience. In the SEALs, I lived in an environment where my competition tried to kill me. They only sent me to the world's worst places and I only got missions that everyone else said was impossible. If I made a mistake or anyone on my team made a mistake, my life was at risk and the lives of those I cared about were at risk. Can you think of a worse environment to be in? That's about as bad as it gets. In that environment, I felt the most successful. Guys, what is going on? Welcome to the Superman Life. We are here today, special episode. We have hit a milestone, episode 150. First off, thank you for all of you that have been with us since the beginning, or if this is your first time, thank you for joining us here today on the Superman Life. I am your host, Frank Rich, and guys, we have a very, very special announcement to make, and we have a group of men that I'm really excited about you getting an opportunity to meet, learn from, and hopefully begin to build a relationship and community with moving forward. So as we've been talking guys over the past couple of weeks, uh, we've been prepping behind the scenes to bring something to the world, bring something to the community here that I think is going to change the landscape of men's community of men's coaching and masterminds across the board. Um, so today we are making a official announcement uh, that we are launching the becoming superhuman 12 month mastermind program. So in this episode, guys, we're going to talk about the team behind the scenes, you know, realize that I I had the realization that I do not have all the answers. There's a lot of men that speak to me on a continued basis, and I'm really excited about bringing some of them to you. So we wanna get a chance for you guys to meet the team here. We wanna talk about what is the purpose behind this mastermind? What is the purpose behind what we're gonna be doing together over the next 12 months? Talk about how you can get involved in it and really you know, hopefully answer a lot of those questions that you guys may have. So without further ado, guys, I wanna go ahead and introduce you to the incredible team here. Uh, we have Josh Cachadorian, which many of you are probably familiar with. He's been a guest multiple times on the show. I've talked a lot about Josh and the impact he's had on me and my personal life and really was at the beginning of everything we're doing here today. So Josh, brother, how you doing, man? Welcome to uh, to the Superman Life. I'm doing awesome, Frank. It's uh, it's great to be here. Really exciting news. And it, it's an honor to be on the show today. Yeah, no, excited to uh, excited to have you here, brother. True, true honor to uh, to be involved with this, man. And uh, we have another gentleman here also that you guys are probably familiar with, also a multi-returning guest of the Superman Life, uh, the man himself, former lieutenant in the Navy SEALs, Larry Yach. Larry, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Frank. As always, uh, our conversations are usually the highlight of my week, so I'm excited to be here. And more importantly, excited to be able to share a lot of the hard work that that I've done in the past, be able to offer that to your audience. So I'm, I'm excited, really excited for this. Absolutely, man, and that uh, that makes that that makes me get uh, it makes me feel a little fuzzy inside to know that these are the highlights of your week, and uh, and that you're excited to maybe start getting some green bubbles sent over your nope, way every nope. once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, we have a new gentleman, uh, new to the audience here. Obviously, not new to the world. He's been uh, working behind the scenes with Larry and his team over that SEAL teams. Uh, he's been leading some other uh, ministries, some other groups. Uh, none other than. Coach Dan, Dan Zanner, how you doing, brother? Hey, doing well, man. Uh, I definitely uh, echo Larry's statement. Anytime I get to hang out with you guys, it's the highlight of my week. And uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Awesome to be part of this this team and looking forward to impacting some lives together. This is going to be great. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and I'm excited to, to have you guys on board with everything that we're doing here. So guys, this is the team here. So we've been talking about, you know, this becoming superhuman mastermind. It's a 12 month program. It's a 12 month curriculum really with Larry being the mastermind behind a lot of the content and a lot of the materials. And then we're bringing in, you know, Josh's expertise and we're bringing in Dan's level of expertise and coaching abilities. Um, so I think it's important for us to understand uh, the role that masterminds have had in my life. I mean, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, how everything that I have built in my life today and everything that I'm currently doing has been a byproduct of the relationships, the network, the information that I've learned, the self-development, the personal growth that started when I joined masterminds in 2017. So I think maybe what would be really good here right now, guys, is before we kind of get into the becoming superhuman, before we talk about what the next 12 months is going to look like for us and for these men out there, maybe we can take a couple minutes each and kind of share a our backstories, who we are, what kind of led us here to being a part of this group in this in this movement, um, and then also maybe highlighting some of our experiences inside of groups, whether these have been brotherhoods, whether these have been masterminds, and then obviously Larry's background being with the group inside of the SEAL teams there. So yeah, why don't we take a couple minutes here, guys? We'll kick it off with uh, Josh. Just kind of introduce yourself in a brief couple minutes here, and then talk about some of your experiences being in being in different groups. Yeah, Frank, thank you. Um, again, it's an honor to be here. So my background is, won't give you my whole life story, but talk about my professional career is I've been an entrepreneur. I started a fitness equipment business and brick and mortar stores um, right out of college. And I started with one location and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what not to do running that business. And I grew that business over five years to three different locations. So that was almost like going to business school for me. Because like I said, I learned what to do, but I also learned what not to do. After five years, running that business, I decided to make a break just because of some life changes. I was newly married and I broke into the corporate environment. So I've been the last 17 plus years in a, a corporate Fortune 500 environment in sales, specialty sales training, um, and really escalating into a, a couple different roles, six roles over the course of the last 15 years or so with a heavy focus on coaching, um, leadership development, and really helping sales professionals be the best they can be and grooming future leaders within the company, as well as account management and obviously sales. That's my professional background. In 2020, your guests may remember, I've been on your show, I think two times now, and I launched a book called The Standard, Discovering Jesus is the Standard for Masculinity. And that's where I had a chance to really step into my passion project and really release this other message. Because one of the things I talk about a lot is that the world tries to define us by what we do. And my message to tell you that you're simply not what you do. So there's something else you're created for. It may align with what you do right now, but even if you feel like you're in a place in life where I don't feel like I'm living my passion or I don't feel like the work I do reflects what I bring or the value that I have, that's totally fine and that's appropriate. So to segue into the role masterminds have played, I mean, Frank, it's a huge role because that's our backstory. I met you at a mastermind and... During that mastermind, I was there with my wife and we showed up to, to really focus on her business as the, at the time as an online entrepreneur. And I remember going back to our room the first night and saying, wow, this is just a special environment. There's something happening here because you know we can show up to all sorts of different groups, extracurricular activities, and even for you guys that are believers, even church groups. And there's still some sometimes an edge or an air of competition or an air of status or you know, it's kind of fractured a little bit. And what I felt in this group was there's all these men and women were running in the same direction. And that just created this 
dynamic that's really hard to get any other place because no matter what you do in life, you know, it's hard to find people that are traveling in the same direction, they're committed to growth and they have the same mindset that you do. And when you find those people and on top of that, make an investment and have some skin in the game because that's going to affect the way you show up. It's not just this volunteer group or this thing I do on the side because I got a couple hours to waste, um, but I'm really here. I'm focused. I'm dedicated. I'm committed. And I'm taking responsibility for what I'm building in my life. And we all are building something. And right now, if you're listening to this and you don't think you're building something, I would correct that, that thought and take a look at what you're doing because you're building something. You may like it and you may not like what you're building currently, but your life is the results right now of what you've been building. So I could go on and on about the power of masterminds, the power of running in, in the same direction with like-minded brothers, but that's why I'm here. That's why I'm excited about this. And that's why I'm thankful for this opportunity. Yeah. Awesome, Josh. And I think every single one of us is building ourselves first. And I think that's going to bring us, you know, we'll, we'll bring, we'll come back to this obviously a little bit when we kind of get into the course or curriculum, kind of what the next 12 months is going to look like. But all of us on this call know that all success begins with leadership, self-leadership first. And then Larry will obviously speak to more of the importance of leading others, leading your family, leading your companies, leading organizations. But you got to understand that you're building yourself, right? We, you know, we hear a lot in the kind of personal development space, in the podcasting space, becoming the best version of yourself. You know, you talked about Josh, some of your experience in the corporate sales leadership space, right? Like you actually have a proven track record of making people better versions of themselves. And then they go out and produce better sales revenues. They become better leaders and, 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 and so forth. So love hearing all that, man. And, and really excited about having you, you here, Josh, as a part, very integral part of everything that we're doing here. So thank you, man. Larry, brother, let's uh, obviously the, uh, the audience, a lot of them know you already, so we don't need the full kind of background, but who is Larry? You know, what, what brought him here and what role have, you know, men's groups, communities, brotherhood or masterminds played, played in your life development? Well, as you said, Frank, my, my background that people know me for is as an officer in the SEAL team. So ran combat operations for 10 years from 1998 to 2008 uh, in Middle East and Southeast Asia with uh, the West Coast based SEAL teams. And from there got injured and medically retired and started on my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial career. And, and since what would have been 2006 in Bethesda Naval Hospital, I've been building entrepreneurship and building companies since then. And, and my focus similar to Josh has been in uh, behavior change. So every, every company we've built has been focused in one way, shape or another at being able to modify people's behaviors to better their lives, either through safety uh, or through their companies and corporations. And that uh, path of behavior change has been so critical in not only in my life, but in all the lives of the people that we work with. And the core of it is teams, right? Well, your behavior determines what team you get to be on. If you have highly effective, highly functioning behavior, you get to be on high functioning teams. If your behavior sucks, you get to be on shitty teams. Uh, like that's the way it works. Uh, the bigger reason, why do I care what, what type of team I'm on is your, I believe that your success in life is 100% dependent on your ability to coordinate action with others, your ability to team. So I believe that our experience of life Right. Everywhere we have success, we feel like we're producing accomplishments. If you look at every one of those areas of your life, you're coordinating action well with those around you. You're teaming well. Everywhere in your life, you're suffering. 
you're either isolating or you're in conflict with those around you. So your experience in life at the very core, the very root, always leads back to the teams that you're on. And your ability to produce accomplishments depends on your teams as well. So on one side of this, we've got the, the experience of life, right? I either feel successful and accomplished while I'm coordinating well. If I'm in discord, then I am not coordinating well. Right? I don't have, I have suffering, I have isolation. Well, when it comes to living as a human being, we need other human beings, right? No, none of us are sufficient to survive on this planet alone. And those of us that are able to coordinate action at the highest level produce the biggest accomplishments. So if you want to produce a big accomplishment or you want to live a good life, or hopefully you want to do both, right? Where you produce big accomplishments and get to have an amazing experience in life, both of those point back to team. And so for me, teams, coordination of action, masterminds, groups that offer support are the fundamental thing, the, the most fundamental thing to lead a good life. Incredible. No, yeah. And and and, and seconding, you know, all, all of that. Coach Dan, let's, uh, let's introduce you. This is your first time here on the Superman Life. So take a few minutes, introduce yourself to the men, the audience here, and then tell us a little bit about your background and kind of your experiences. I know you've led a lot of, you know, other groups, you know, there's there, you even feel free to share some of the organizations you've, you've been involved in if, if, if you want, but yeah, who is Dan, what brought him here and, and then what have, you know, groups, masterminds and brotherhood communities done for you? Yeah. Thanks brother. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Josh, I love what you said about how we're, we're not what we do. We're, we're more than that. One of, one of the communities that I'm in, which I'll talk about in a little bit, we identify everyone's profession is a chimney sweep. So I'm a professional chimney sweep, um, have been for many years. Uh, uh, also a husband of 13 years, father of three. Um, and just, you know, that's that along with my identity in Christ, that's who I am. That's, that's me. Um, to be a little more specific, just to give some flavor to the chimney sweep background, um, got a heart for men who live in and around the water, uh, as well as engineers, people who are, uh, into building great things, uh, for our, for our world. I've got a background in mechanical engineering, uh, as well as worked for a defense contractor building submarines. So my, my love for Navy people goes back quite a ways. Um, and just happy to be part of, of Larry's team, which came about improving my own behavior through professional development, uh, through focusing on my own personal development and prioritizing taking care of my family. We, we moved from Connecticut to uh, the Midwest to be closer to family, um, which led to an opportunity for looking at taking stock of life of this big change. We um, just had our, our first child a couple years later, changed jobs again um, from uh, an automotive manufacturing environment to a heavy equipment manufacturing and engine engineering there to um, academia and wasn't super happy with how I was showing up at home. Um, and, and in my own self, I was a bit overweight, wasn't super active. I, I hated running. So I started just carrying heavy crap on my back while I was pushing my, my toddler son around listening to podcasts. And one of them came up was Larry on, uh, our mutual friend, Larry Hagner's podcast, the dad edge. And that led to me joining my first mastermind after much poking and prodding from, from Larry Hagner, um, to, to get me out of my own head and out of my cubically isolated world into community with other men who would call me out on my bullshit and who would speak into my life and how I was showing up for good or, or not. 
um, got to uh, bring Larry out into uh, the academic world and blow the minds of some scientists and engineers together with the National Science Foundation. And we spent what was it, like five hours walking around Alexandria, Virginia, just talking about being guys, which just really proved to me of the importance of that shoulder to shoulder, that lock and shields. You know, even if we're if you're talking about nothing more than how you met your wife and you know the the struggles and the wins and the 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 uh, hard things about being a dad of young kids, that's that's the work, that's the gold. And uh, I had the honor of of leading men through uh, the Dad Edge Alliance, becoming a part of uh, Larry's team at SEAL Team Leaders, and uh, speaking into the lives of uh, business owners uh, all over the country and and all over the world. Yeah, that's awesome, Dan. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so there we have it, guys. So now we have obviously an idea of who's involved. I think it's important maybe for me to answer a question here, right? I think that there might be some people hearing this and there have already been a people that have asked me as I've kind of put this out with like my first, you know, immediate circle. Frank, why are you doing this? You know, you, you've been focused here on the last, you know, 24 months with building Rebuild Recovery, right? We've had a lot of success inside the Reboot Your Life program, our four-month kind of, you know, main course curriculum there. You know, we, we have it in the course. We have it in a one-on-one. We have it in a group, that, you know, type setting. We've taken over 200 men successfully through that program. So Frank, don't you feel like you're kind of pulling yourself from the main thing? And at one point I did probably think that that was the case. But if we come back to something that I've been talking about a lot here with our mission. When I originally started Rebuilt Recovery, my goal was to help men overcome pornography addiction because I knew that once I got pornography out of my life, it produced a radical transformation in all areas. My faith, fitness, finance, family, freedom, everything began to change for me. And and I knew that that was a major part of it. But as I got deeper into the work and I realized that our path to helping men was a growth-centric model, we were focused on the men becoming better. That has now really become our our mission statement. We help men become better men by quitting porn first and then rebuilding their lives. So it's taken a slight you know pivot of direction in what I believe I'm actually doing here in the world. What I believe my bigger mission and calling is. It's not just to remove pornography out of out of the the lives of men. It's to remove it first, but then give them the tools, give them the framework, give them the community to step into the life that they all were created to live. We're not going to do that in a four month program. Like it's just not going to be possible that you're going to become all that you can be in just 120 days. And it would be foolish for us to think that that would even be achievable. And I've seen it happen. So I want to get a little vulnerable here uh, with, with, with you guys out there. I had a, I had a, I had a point early this year, Josh remembers this. I was battling with what I felt was a real crisis. Like I, I didn't know if I was actually succeeding. Numbers were going up. Downloads were going up. YouTube subscribers were going up. Revenue was going up. Everything was improving from a metric standpoint. But internally, I felt like I was letting people down. And, and this is just because I started to receive a lot of messages. Guys that had success in our program, they'd gone through four months. They'd reached a six-month part. But then because they lacked community, because they lacked an ongoing support system, they lacked ongoing study, they lacked ongoing development. These guys were quickly falling back into many of those same old patterns. And oftentimes, because it was it came out of nowhere, it would spiral deeper down than where they even were. So these were things that I was wrestling and I was struggling with. And this led me to the point when I actually met Larry, which was in April uh, at a mastermind event. Like, so as we've all been talking about, uh, the importance of mastermind, I mean, my relationship with Josh, you know, was birthed out of 
uh, a mastermind in Toronto in July of 2017. I met Larry at a mastermind event when he was the when he was one of the keynote speakers there. And I knew as he was walking off the stage, there's something that I need to go talk to this guy about. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what it was, but I within five minutes, I'm talking with Larry and I'm like, I'm thinking about launching this thing. I got this ongoing thing. I'm helping guys in four months, but I don't know if I had the ongoing, you know, the next the next phase for them. So that kind of led us to, you know, really beginning to have a conversation about some of the things that he has built, some of the things that he's really rolled out in different frameworks and different and different organizations and and whatnot. So that's where this is coming from, guys, is I truly felt that, A, number one, I wasn't giving the men of our community, I wasn't giving Rebuilt Recovery everything they needed to really step into their full potential, because I was also seeing a lot of men that were that were sliding backwards. So that led us to this point. But Larry, maybe maybe you can kind of jump in here. Well, A, number one, does anybody on, on the call here maybe have anything that they wanted to share, add, kind of kind of highlight with, with the things that I just talked about there? And then I want Larry to kind of talk about the importance of ongoing study and development in our lives. I'll, I'll tee up Larry here. Uh, okay. Uh, there's, there's a lot of research that shows that adult men, most of them, most of us don't have a single friend they could turn to in a time of need. We are in a crisis of brotherhood. We, we don't have that. And that keeps us in suffering. That keeps us in a state that we don't want and with no clear way out. Yeah. And just, you know, speaking to, you know, the addiction type of community, right? You know, addiction feeds itself in isolation. We saw massive spikes in depression and suicide and drug addiction, alcohol addiction, pornography addiction, just in the last two and a half years with everybody being forced home, locked down, don't go outside, put a mask on, don't touch human beings. It's like we were forced to be isolated. And then we saw all these, all these things rise. So just, you know, just once again, just speaking directly to what you're, what you're talking about there, Dan, um, Larry, if you can maybe maybe jump in here a little bit and kind of talk about, you know, from from your background, your understanding, your development, like why is it so crucial? A number one, to have community, have men, have brotherhood, but also not just we're hanging around like patting each other on the back. We're actually intentional about the growth, about the study, about the development work that we're doing in ourselves. I think one of the more one of the important segues to this is if you look at alcohol, porn, drugs, uh, any of those those vices or those addictions, they're always an escape, correct? Right? Every single time it's an escape. It's an escape from, from your current situation, the, the, the present moment that we're in. And if we look at our, our happiest times, right? The times where we are the most present, the most, uh, we would never want to leave, right? The opposite of these, these environments where we want to escape. I guarantee everyone, if you sit there and really think about what, when was the last time that I wish that moment would continue for, for, for hours, weeks, years, that's always where you're in, in tight community connection and love with someone, right? I guarantee that none of you can come up with that point where that moment that you want to last forever is where you're alone, right? At the, at the closest I can come to is like, you know, a beautiful powder run where I'm, I'm just, just screaming out. But to me, that's where I'm in ultimate connection to God. Right. So even in that moment where I am in nature by myself, I am, I feel the most connected to the things that are greater than me. So those vices that we're looking at are always an escape and they always produce isolation, right? Any one of those habits is isolation, right? That creates distance between us and those around us, us and ourselves, and I would argue us and God as well, right? So 
all of those escapes produce suffering. Every time that we're in deep connection and love, we're in community. And so to me, the the reason you saw those drop-offs, right? This is what we talked about as soon as we we started talking about is they have these these men didn't have community, right? They didn't have support. You give them knowledge and information, which is kind of the, the start of it, but it's the support that they have within that four month process that actually gets them free, right? Because now they're present there in community. At the end of that, as soon as that community goes away, the, the knowledge is not sufficient in and of itself to continue on to have success. And so the only solution to that is community. Right. And the, there's all different levels of community when it comes to effectiveness. Right. We have real loose community where there's like right now there's someone walking by the house outside like that's they're my neighbor. But that's a very weak community that doesn't produce a lot of result. I believe that for, for men, the strongest community and when I mean strongest, the biggest impact on your life. Right. The biggest impact on your life and community is when. You have a commonly held purpose that is internally derived that requires tight coordination of action to get there, right? This, this brings up this, I call it this paradox of experience. In the SEALs, I lived in an environment where my competition tried to kill me. They only sent me to the world's worst places, and I only got missions that everyone else said was impossible. If I made a mistake or anyone on my team made a mistake, my life was at risk and the lives of those I cared about were at risk. Can you think of a worse environment to be in? Right. That's about as bad as it gets. In that environment, I felt the most successful. That doesn't make sense, right? Worst environment, most success. Fast forward two years, my first company, we're making millions of dollars. I have a Porsche, a house, I have a boat, cars, I got to sleep, no one tried to kill me, right? Like it was, anyone would look at my life and say, that is an amazing life I would love to have. And yet I was miserable. How could that be, right? How could I be in the world's worst environments and feel successful, be in an environment that ever, anyone would say is amazing and feel miserable? And the sole thing that enabled those two experiences was the, the, the three things I just said. When I was in my first company, I took for granted that everyone operated like SEALs because that's all I'd ever worked in. And so I had a horribly dysfunctional team, right? We didn't have a commonly held purpose. It wasn't internally derived and we were in discord, not tightly coordinated action. So regardless of the objective success I was producing, my experience sucked. As a SEAL, horrible experience, but we had a clearly defined mission, objective. They were internally derived, meaning we all, we all, bought into it internally, and we had to be in tightly coordinated action. And so this group gives us the ability to offer to the men out there, the ability to have a commonly held purpose, becoming superhuman, becoming the best version of yourselves, have it be internally derived in that you're doing it for you and for those around you, and to have to be in tightly coordinated action with other men to get it. You add those three things, it doesn't matter what environment you're in, you're going to experience success. And I think that's the gift that we're offering these, these men out there. Can I piggyback on you for a second there, Larry? So 
like to bring this even more operationally in into kind of normal life, right? Like Josh, you spoke about, you know, kind of failure of a lot of church men's groups and things like that. Like we've got a, an awesome church. We just moved here to Eugene, Oregon. And that coordination of action piece that you talked about, Larry, is yeah, we've we've got the the commonly held purpose. We all know why we why we go to church. We've got that um, you know uh, internally derived purpose. But what are we doing? We're mostly sitting around and receiving uh, from the pastor. We're we're you know maybe doing a Bible study, but there's not like hey, let's go build a shed together. <laughs> hey, let's go bring some food to the wide variety of homeless people around our community. There's there's that lack of coordination of action and we're getting there. Don't get me wrong. Pastor Justin, if you're listening, you're great. We're working on it. Especially being in a new place, it's it's just heightened my awareness of that lack of connected coordinated connected coordinated action that is like really bringing some suffering that if I wasn't on Larry's team or wasn't part of this team Frank Josh with guys in the, the Dad Edge Alliance and other communities, I'd be really suffering right now. Then we can so, imagine yeah. if we, if you, the men that are listening, think back to when was the time that you felt that kind of brotherhood, that success? And they're always going to go back to that. We had three, like, oh, it was my high school state champion football team, right? Commonly held purpose, internally derived, and we had to be in tightly coordinated action towards that purpose. And therefore, I always look back on that as huge success. And so this truth we can see in life all the time. And as Dan said, the, the crisis of brotherhood that we exist in now is where can I find that? Like, where can I find a big purpose to go after? Where can I find something that means something to me and those I care about around me where it requires us to be in tightly coordinated action to get there? It's, it's very hard to find. Yeah, Josh, speak to that a little bit if 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 you can, because I know that this has been something that's that's heavy on your heart. You've been in you know multiple church groups. You lead men. You know your your heart is for men of the kingdom, right? So speak to a little bit that crisis of you know brotherhood that that Larry just mentioned there. Yeah, I mean, Larry, that's that's so powerful. The coordinated action piece, because when I think about the current state of men, is we're comfortable, and there's a part of us that that we we seek comfort. And there's another part of us that's deeper and it's calling to be dangerous. It's calling to step out of the comfort zone. So we have this inner struggle. And if you're motivated, like, you know, a lot of the guys that listen to this show are motivated. Um, they hit the gym. You know, I take a cold shower. I sit in the sauna and I push my limits because I'm trying to find this place of you stress where I can challenge myself and grow. But many guys, they don't even look for that. So number one, we're not being challenged and we're seeking comfort. And then comfort begets comfort because when you're comfortable, it's like, all right, I'll I'll hit or and we don't even have to hit the button to watch the net, next Netflix show. It's just going to come up in 5 seconds. I don't have to do anything. Here's the next one. I'm going to grab something else to eat. Um and then when we get around each other, unfortunately, in a lot of the church atmospheres and with other Christian brothers, we kind of just default into, "Hey, what's going on?" or we talk about the game and it becomes very superficial because what you're talking about here requires you to go deep. And if you're going to go deep, you have to be very intentional. And that's just hard to find that level and that person who's coordinating the action, right? So Larry, you were the leader, like you gave the plans of this is what we're doing. This is my post. And I would need to hear, what am I doing? Where am I supposed to be? Where do I stand? You know, if I'm building a shed with Dan, Dan, I've never built a shed. Like, what do you want me to do? So I'm probably not just going to default and, and look for that or find that. I need to follow someone who knows where they're going. So 
you know, one of the biggest shortcuts to success, no matter what your industry is or where you are, and this is not rocket science, find someone who is already doing what you want to do, or they're already where you want to be and ask them to show you the way, you know, buy them coffee, get mentored by them, join their group and try and learn from them. So I think that's really the beauty of what you're doing here, because a lot of us are looking for a guide. We're looking for someone to show us like, who's going to tell me? Because if you've been in a life of comfort and you've been on the sidelines for a while, it's like, okay, I got to stretch. Like I got to warm up. I don't even, I don't even know what to do. Like it, this doesn't feel right. And if I don't know what I'm doing and I'm confused, I'm just going to go back to the bench. The, I think an important aspect is to what you know, we, the, the four of us were very careful, or I'd say very intentional in building is that the, I love how Frank came to the title of mastermind, right? So this, there's a big, he's making a huge shift from what he was doing before to this, right? What he's doing before is, is a course of study, right? It's a program to be able to bring men from one place to another place. Uh, a mastermind is different. It's about co-creation, right? It, this is not where, where, what Josh said is critical, right? You need a guide, but it's like, if I'm going to guide you to the top of Everest, you're going to put in a whole bunch of work to get up there right? Like it isn't, I'm not taking you anywhere. So it's that piece of, of being very intentional. That's why by Dan's involved, like his job is not to, to teach you. His job is to create an environment for this group of men to work together, to create that shared purpose, to, to better the whole, right? And that is, it, you know, a mastermind is different than a course of study or, or a program to learn. Yeah, I love that. And and I'll just share something that, that Dan and I were working on. So Dan is amazing. Guys, you're going to get such a, such an incredible leader insight, his structure frameworks that he, that he works with. But we were working on kind of developing our courses of action. What are we, you know, actually looking to do here with this? And it's just speaking to some of the language that you were sharing there, Larry. So Dan and I landed on our goal here is to create an environment where the men feel peaceful and confident to take daily action towards their life's purpose because they have become leaders in their home, business, and community, enabling them to make more tangible impacts in all areas of their kingdom. So can you, that Frank, is our- Can you break that? There's four chunks in that. Can you break it up? Because it's it's way too good to, to, to let it just go over. I mean, there, break it into the individual pieces because it makes such, that's, that's such a powerful statement that you read. Yeah, to create an environment where the men feel peaceful and confident to take daily action towards their life's purpose. Yeah, so that first for, job. Yeah, for for me, I think the peace was the one that I really wanted to make sure was a part of that because that's what I've optimized my life for was when with the head hits the pillow every single night, I'm in absolute peace. And I and I and I feel that that has probably led to the greatest change in the way I show up daily, the way I show up to work, the way I show up to serve, lead and just take action with others. But there's also that confidence piece. And I think the confidence is derived from the actions that we take. Are we, are we following through and executing upon what we share? So taking that daily action toward live their life's purpose. Anybody got anything they want to add on that? Yeah, we use that word confidence specifically, because we've got a very clear definition of what confidence means to us, which is a level of certainty that you can produce an expected outcome. Yeah, like, given this these particular daily actions, I can expect with a level of certainty, a high level of certainty, an outcome that I want. Yeah. Yep. To me, what, what resonated with me is 
you know, being at peace to me is being present and being present is where you are the most connected to yourself, to God, and therefore to others. And, and to be as odd as it sounds, the most peace I've experienced has been in the worst combat. The reason being is I was the most present in that moment, right? No part of me, mind, body, energy, soul was anywhere other than in that moment. And in that moment, I was able to act in the most confidence because I'm not questioning my actions or my behaviors. These have been conditioned through significant hardening processes to ensure that they are correct. And to me, to bring that same level of peace and confidence into daily actions, as you said, uh, to live in that on a regular basis is where you, you become the greatest person, version of yourself, right? The truest version of yourself, which to me is superhuman. Yeah, no. So taking action towards your life's purpose uh, because they've become leaders in their home, businesses, and communities. So I think that life's purpose is obviously ringing true to right, you know, becoming superhuman is becoming the men that you were created to be. And in doing so, you're going to be able to show up more intentionally and more peacefully, more confident in all the areas of your influence, you know, starting with yourself first, you know, this is really going to be centered around personal leadership, but how does your personal leadership impact your ability to lead your home? How does your personal leadership impact your ability to lead your business or lead your team if you're involved in a large organization? And then more importantly, your community, and that's going to look a little bit different for everybody. Um, Josh, you got anything that kind of jumped out to, to you there? I just want to latch onto the first piece, which is changing the environment. I think that's huge because a lot of us need to break out of where we are. We're stale. We go through the motions. It's Groundhog's Day every day for a lot of guys, just going into work, coming home, zoning out, um, finding those things you described, Frank, earlier, those addictions, which are basically just ways of self-medicating to take yourself away from, like Larry said, from being present. And I think one of the first things you can do to shock your system and to really um, change the direction and the trajectory of your life is get into that new environment. And that's the beauty about what we're creating here. Yeah, absolutely. So become better leaders, home, business, and community, enabling them to make more tangible impacts in all areas of their kingdom. So once again, I think that's going to look a little bit different for everybody. And that's going to be a big part that we'll focus on at the beginning as you come into this, because it's coordinating the action for you to step into your life. So as these men are coming in, we're all coming in at different stages, different seasons, but we want to define what this is going to look like for you, what your vision for your life is going to be. So we can actually have something that we can cling on to and say, okay, as you develop honor, as you develop more respect, as you grow in your confidence, as you you know begin to build perseverance and innovation, how does that have a direct impact in your home, in your business, in your community, in your faith, in your fitness? So yeah, that that, that was a great breakdown there, Larry. I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought that brought that back. Anybody got anything kind of yeah. put a wrap a up on that? A couple more specific pieces too around words we throw around a lot like purpose and kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got specific meetings for those as well. Like purpose for us is that which drives a specific end. So each of us has a specific purpose that we're put here for, and we each have a kingdom, an area in which we have say, in which we have influence. We have direct influence over a kingdom, however small. That might be your college dorm room. That might be a Fortune 500 company. It might be somewhere in between. But each of us has a kingdom, no matter how small, and we are entrusted with its care. 100, 100%. I, I think this takes us to you know maybe another transitional point here. Let's talk about the 12 months. Let's talk about the content, the purpose of the content, maybe a little bit of the, you know, the back development where we've had some success or where you and your teams, you know, Larry have had some success with this. I'll kind of, you know, toss it up to you here. Tell us kind of about, you know, course curriculum content and kind of, you know, what's, what's the purpose behind it. 
as you said, uh, leadership development gets is a word that gets tossed around quite often and means a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I think there's a big distinction. There is, if I was to take leadership and leadership development and, and divide it up initially or make two things distinct, there's individual leadership and there's the leadership of others. So in individual leadership, what I'm doing is, is learning the, the tools, techniques, practices necessary to act in an to act in a very effective way in my dominion, my kingdom, right? So on that side, that until I figured this out, good luck trying to lead someone else, right? So the leading of self produces effective action. As soon as I am taking effective action, others will take notice and automatically want to follow me in my effective action. As Josh said, right? If you want to get so find, get somewhere, find someone that's there already or, or on the way and follow them, right? Someone who is taking effective action towards that state. Where we go wrong often is we often spend time in learning techniques, practices, and tools to lead another when we don't have our house in order to begin with. And that will only be done through force. Like I can lead someone else if I am ineffective, if I do it through force. If I do it through force, I give up connection, right? So I can force Frank to do something, but he's not going to want to be around me very much. So if I truly want to lead another through influence, I have to do that through being in totally effective action on a regular basis, which means I have to lead myself first, which is the foundation of leadership for anyone else around us. So this program was built and designed to be an exhaustive graduate level course on individual leadership. I'll pause there just because that's like the first big jump. So while, while we're in this productive pause here, I've got a great example of what Larry just illustrated from a PhD level with, with my wife, who's actually taking a PhD now, which is the example. So back up a few years, we're, we're living in a completely different part of the country. I'm working on implementing everything that Larry's taught me and beating my dear wife over her head with most of it <laughs> because right, trying I hadn't gotten others. my own, right. Trying, trying to, to lead others. others. Mm -hmm. Right. And until I, I finally, you, you lovingly had a couple of conversations with me about how's that working? I was like, well, pretty <laughs> shitty, Larry. <laughs> and I was like, we, we started working on together in a team of a, a guy that I love and respect and, and he's going in the same direction and it's farther along the path started working on me and holding my own responsibilities better, working on my own way of leading myself better. And guess what? Pandemic comes along, huge disruption. First thing my wife does is say, this ain't working for me. I want something different. This is a lady who is straight and steady, stoic as can be, takes everything on right on the chin and keeps on trucking along the same path. Music teacher for thir almost 13 years. And she says, I want to change because I see you making changes. You weren't satisfied with where you were at. You did something about it. I want that for me now. And what do we do? She stands up to her school district when they were getting ready to come back from, from COVID lockdown and didn't like what she saw and said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to start my own business. Like, okay, how can I support you? How can we coordinate action together? How can we team? Created a, a, a music um, lessons business that did well enough to 
keep her uh, resourced financially, keep us resourced as a family financially, as good as she was as a teacher, only working six hours a week. And then a few months into that, she says, hey, this is, this is working well, but I want something different. I want to go for a PhD. I want to lead others. Like, great. What are you going to study? Are we going to go somewhere else? Because I'm pretty sure Purdue doesn't offer a music education degree. That was where we were living. He's like, no, actually, I want to work on human development and family study. I see all these kids coming into my classroom every day with mental health issues, with parents that don't know how to deal with them. And they come in not ready to study, not ready to learn, not ready to grow. And I want to work on that. It's like, awesome. She kicks ass at that her first year at Purdue. Near the end of her semester, um, her, her advisor says, hey, I've got an opportunity for you. I'm taking a position at the University of Oregon. I want you to come with. And my wife says, yeah, I'd like to do that. This is a, a lady who is, she's a homebody. She loves her community. She loves her people. She loves to be where she's at. And now she's the one with the crazy idea to move our entire family 2,500 miles across the country to woods and ocean and camping and off-roading and all the things that I love. And it's not my idea. <laughs> yeah. So I think the challenging, I think the challenging question here for the men listening to this is to ask themselves this, like, where am I, you know, struggling with getting, you know, others to take the action, you know, whether that's showing up as my role as a father, you know, that's showing up as my role as a husband. Like, am I looking at my wife? Like, why isn't she doing these things for me? Why isn't she, you know, making this or, or doing that? Why isn't she having sex with me when I want it? Or, 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 or why is everything turning into a fight or argument? Or why are the, you know, why is the kid stealing a car, you know, at two o'clock in the morning when, when we're asleep, like all the things that I hear from you guys weekly, when you reach out to me, it's, it's asking that tough question though. It's flipping the glass and turning it into a mirror and saying, Where's this my responsibility? Where do I need to take more ownership? Where am I struggling in leading myself? Because just with exactly what Larry says, right? You can only effectively lead others when you're effectively leading yourself first. So yeah, I think real tough question that a lot of us probably are not asking right now, but when we're willing to ask that question, we, we reveal to ourselves what the answers are essentially gonna be. And I think an important piece here, you know, for me to come in is to give, to give the men listening a, a little bit of an out, right? Like, because if I don't give you an out, you're not going to actually look, right? If it's going to be all your fault and you suck and it's your problem that all these exist, right? When you turn that around, you're not going to look in the mirror. So, so my job is to, to underline what Frank's saying is, and to show, like, you've got to hear Dan is living the life he's always wanted. He has been trying to do that, force that onto his wife for 10 years. As soon as he turned the mirror and was willing through support, right, of community, right, and guide and education and study and said, OK, I'm no, I'm going to fix my issues. He gets the life that he wants. Right. So yeah. As you're sharing that example, like I'm thinking as that mirror turns around, like we maybe all done this before where we look at the mirror and we're the only one standing there. But realize if you turn that mirror and it's you in the front, but then behind you is a powerful group of men. Like how empowering does that feel? Like now, yes, I'm looking at myself, but I have all this support, all this strength, all this testosterone, all this masculinity energy behind me. I know that they're going to like not carry me through it, but they're going to be there behind me, supporting me in the way. We never, you know, as cave people, we never went out hunting alone ever, right? It'd be way too scary to go try and take down the mammoth by ourselves. 
we it's turning that mirror around is is taking down a mammoth try and do that without your hunting party like it's just not going to work and so that's the the out i want to give you is you haven't been looking in that mirror because it's too scary and you're not going to be able to get there you know where you want to go but that's no longer true right if you choose right if you want to study if you want to work if you want to work with the intent to support others before yourself right living with honor you will get the gifts right the gifts will come and but it's not free right like it is it is living with honor it's it it is persevering and it's being willing to listen look at the hard truths and listen to the hard truths from from those men that are willing to support you yeah, Josh, what uh, what do you kind of got stirring up here? I see, I see a lot of things kind of kind of rustling upstairs with you. What? Uh... Yeah, it's just it's just all resonating. You know, I just firmly believe that we're called to lead ourselves first. That is the foundation, the leadership, and then we have to lead our family, and then we're qualified to lead our world. And that can look like your promotion or where you spend your time during the day, how you make your money. And what I love, Larry, about what you shared is you talked about that personal effective action is self-leadership. And I was just thinking, and I'm, I'm taking notes as I'm here too, because I'm showing up as a learner as well. And um, you know, when I think about any promotion, anytime I got a promotion in life, a promotion on the job, it's because I was leading myself well. And then when I look at the next stage, when I was leading others, the reason that I was effective is because I could model the way. And I learned how to show other people by my actions and really show up as a servant leader. It was never forced or coerced. And we probably all worked for someone like that. And that doesn't feel good. And it burns you out. And that's why when people leave companies, you know, there's a quote that, that actually says people never leave companies. They leave leaders. They leave the person that they're working for. They never leave the organization per se. So it's so powerful in the positive impact and effect it can have on you and everyone around you. And likewise, if you neglect it, the negative consequences that you'll reap, and some of the guys listening right now are already reaping those at this moment. So it's time to turn it around. And I think that's the outlet and that's the opportunity that you're providing people through this program. The So we talked about, we started off with the why, right? Why, why do this? Because without community, without, without a clearly defined purpose, without an internally derived need to fulfill that purpose and without community, we will suffer as men, right? That's why we need, we need to do this. What are we going to do, right? What we're going to do is be able to understand the principles of leading ourselves so that we can be taking effective action, which will drive and inspire leadership in those communities around us. That's how, what we're going to do. How, the last piece is how do we do it, right? How do we get this done? So this is where I'll go into, okay, technically, where did this content come from and what has it done in the past? So I got challenged with solving a bullying issue in middle school. And, and when I say presented, a seventh grade girl had committed suicide. And at that point, I was like, as a SEAL, I just can't have, nope, not on my watch. And when we went to this school district, their, their challenge was, Bully, their bullying program. And when I looked at the bullying program, I identified that they didn't have a bullying issue. They had a leadership development issue, right? Bullying is using your power to hurt someone. Leadership is using your power to help someone. Anywhere you have bullying or dictatorship, you have no leadership. Anywhere you have leadership, there is no bullying, right? That, that is, they are polar opposites. And so we had to develop a leadership development program to be deployed to fifth graders 
through teachers in which the teachers union wouldn't allow us to train the teachers. So I have to teach a fifth grader things like respect and responsibility, communication, confidence, and through a teacher that doesn't know anything about this and opens the lesson the morning of the lesson, right? Extremely challenging stuff. That required me to go and distill these concepts into their fundamental principles. What I would, what to me, what a fundamental principle is, that is a truth with a capital T from, we, I would say God, right? Like that's where it is, right? Like this isn't mine. I didn't come up with this. I didn't invent it. I didn't write it. All I did was distill all the noise to what is a fundamental truth of being a human. And I believe that is, that is to the, a connection to divine. So this distillation enables fifth graders to understand these hardcore concepts to enable them to lead themselves well. So that's where we started. From there, it took like months. And all of a sudden, parents are calling because they read their fifth graders lesson on respect or communication and say, hey, I need this for my leadership team because they can't communicate as good as my fifth grader. So that led us into deploying this in the business world. And when I say deploying the business world, this same content has been deployed to $3 billion organizations, right? So we trained everyone with managerial responsibilities in a billion dollar, one of the largest grocery distribution companies in the US. I mean, we're talking big companies. They paid close to a half a million dollars over three years for this content. So I'm saying that not as bragging, I'm saying that to, to share that the, what we're offering is stuff that companies pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for. So this is professionally written, vetted content that has been deployed to over 40,000 kids and close to 20,000 adults in multiple companies, all the way to the point of Jimmy John's restaurants had us build out a, a course, same content that we'll be giving to you guys, to all of their managers, right? So very, very well-established content. The core pieces to it are the first, there's these tenets of performance that I've distilled all these things down to. The first one, uh, and it, the order doesn't matter, but the way that I go through it is honor, courage, respect, responsibility, confidence, communication, perseverance, innovation, ambition, learning, and leadership. So those are all of the pieces that are required for an individual to interact with the world in a way that is highly effective, which drives leadership, or I would say drives followership for those around us, right? If you can't act with courage, you can't be highly effective. If you can't communicate, you can't be highly effective. If you can't persevere through a challenge, you can't be highly effective. If you don't know how to learn or control your ambition, you can't possibly lead others. So each one of those 11 things, honor, courage, respect, responsibility, communication, confidence, perseverance, innovation, ambition, learning, and leadership, perfecting or optimizing your performance in those 11 things, you cannot fail. Like it is impossible to fail in this world if you are able to understand the fundamental truth of the capital T principles of those 11 things, act with those individually, 
will always inspire leadership or inspire followership, which makes you a leader. That's how we get this done. And we do this through a co-creative process. So this isn't Dan speaking. This is Dan sharing a principle and then leveraging exercises and interactions so that the community of men can support each other in onboarding these and putting them into their lives. Part of the cool thing too is you may, you may be listening like I am and have kids who are younger than fifth grade. And part of what I'm going to be doing myself is implementing this with my own three kids, our son and our two daughters, and my own wife, who isn't steeped in this world, and showing you how I do it and the struggles and the successes of, of that. Yeah, I forgot because we, we had one of the things that you guys convinced me of uh, was not only are we going to offer that curriculum to the men that are part of the group, Dan, every every meeting is going to talk specifically about implementation. And then we're actually going to make our children's curriculum available, aren't we? Yep. 100, 100%. Yeah. That's going to be, that's, that's going to be an option for everybody, for everybody out there as well. Um, so yeah, guys, you heard it. So it's the, the, you know, the development work that's been really built by Larry perfected <clears throat> over years, rolled out, implemented through co-creation through Dan. But we also have Josh here is as well. Like this, this curriculum, this hundreds of thousands of dollars that companies are paying is just the main component, main piece here. But with the becoming superhuman, there's other elements of it. So Josh, if you can't talk a little bit about kind of your role here, what you're going to kind of be bringing to the group, to the men, and how you're going to kind of be leading a small, a small part of this as well. Yeah, I'd love to, Frank. So um, what you've tasked me with, and we know a lot of the listeners here are, they're faith-based. You guys have a strong grounding in your faith and you don't want to compromise your principles. And what's great about what Larry and the SEAL team has put together here is that these are timeless leadership principles, like Larry said. And there's biblical frameworks that accompany these as well. So as we go through them, once a month, we're also going to look at them from a faith-based perspective to make it relevant to the way you lead your family, the way you show up in life, but show you where the grounding is, show you where the foundation comes from in the Bible and overlook and overlay those principles onto what we're learning practically with our family on the job and our life and bring that faith-based biblical perspective to the curriculum as well. Yeah, incredible. And then obviously, guys, with myself here, you know, really providing the community, really providing the structure, the coaching, the support, in addition to what Dan is doing as well. You know, my background coming from health and fitness, having spent, you know, 15 years, I got a random text message from somebody this morning. They're like, Frank, are you a personal trainer? I was like, what do you mean by that question? Like, yeah, I've held and still currently hold multiple certifications, but I'm not in the field like training people, you know, still to this day, but I have a background in obviously understanding training, programming, optimization on the side of things, uh, exercise execution. So you guys are going to get monthly workouts. So I'm going to give you my library of all the programs we built, the Masthetic uh, Activation Program, the exercise execution. So if you want to build your body while you're building yourself up as well, that's another part they're going to be focusing on here as well. Um, and then obviously just to support the community. So once a, once a month, we're just going to jump on a group uh, Zoom call where we just kind of chop it up. This will be question-based focus. This will be community support. Um, obviously, I'll pull into kind of some of my networks. We'll bring in other guests, other experts. We, we, we've already agreed with Larry's going to come on twice over the next 12 months and kind of do some advanced higher level trainings as well. So there's a lot here to be involved in. And guys, don't worry. It's not going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars for you all to be involved in this. We're going to make it very easily affordable for anybody, wherever they are. And obviously those that have completed and have successfully gone through the Reboot, uh, Reboot Your Life program will have an added benefit of getting into this. But um, 
we've shared a lot here, guys. We've kind of hit that 60 minute, you know, mark here. I, I think we've done an incredible job of highlighting the importance, the need, sharing a little bit about ourselves, the team here. So kind of wrap it up, guys, maybe 60, 90 seconds, kind of closing words uh, from everybody. We'll kick it off with uh, with Coach Dan first. Just kind of Coach Dan, just kind of bring it, bring it home here. 60, 90 seconds with maybe inspiration, motivation, call to action, or just just final words, final thoughts from you. Yeah. Well, first, now you all can kind of see why I jokingly refer to Larry as working for King Solomon. <laughs> He's a, a man who, who um, prioritizes wisdom and, and bringing it to others. Um, but I want to leave you with this thought from actually my friend Morgan Snyder. He has this great statement that anchors me all the time is doing the dailies, measuring the decade. Who you become a decade from now is determined by the daily actions you do today. And also don't get so hard on yourself every day. Look at how, you know, I was 25 years uh, old rather than 35. I'm a whole hell of a lot better off because of the daily choices, the daily decisions, the men that I surround myself with over the past 10 years. So doing the daily, but measure in the decade. Yeah, Dan, one thing that we end all of our group coaching calls with is focus on controlling only the things you can't control. And we're looking for small incremental progress day over day, week over week, month over month, year over year. That's where lasting transformation change comes from. So awesome stuff. Josh, final words. Yeah, you know, the the typical man thing to do in a situation when you're faced with an opportunity is to kind of put your head down, grit, grind and hustle. I don't need any help. I can do it myself. And like, I'll just power through. And how's that working out? Because it never worked out well for me. So I would say whenever I wanted to change, and I can actually track this too, whenever I went into an accelerated part in my personal life and my journey, it's because I connected with the right people. So my tribe always revealed my purpose and it always helped me go faster. So I'm not saying you can't accomplish something on your own, but you can accomplish something so much faster when you have the right brothers in your in your corner. And um, it really reveals a new element of your purpose. So I just love the environment, changing environment upgrading and finding the people that you can run with. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Larry, you've dropped so much wisdom here today. I got two pages of notes just by <laughs> listening here today. I almost want to step out of running this and how do I sign up? But uh, Larry, let's, 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 let's end it here today, man, with, with your final thoughts and words. Yeah, there's, there's a couple things. Uh, the, the first one is uh, very rarely have things in my business life gone smooth no no bumps no challenges no friction this has been nothing but effortless from the start i mean not that we haven't put in work but would you agree like literally came up everything hey i need to talk to you i don't know about what within five minutes i'm like <laughs> i know exactly what you need and i've got a yeah. million dollars of a program i invested in that would be perfect for you let's talk about it right we did that uh you and i instantaneously figured out what we needed for for your men and i'm like i think i know who needs to support you with that i asked dan he's like hell yeah man i it was like two seconds <laughs> into it right yeah. connected with you you're like yep dan's the man we got that <laughs> right so the ease at which this has come together to me supports the fact that you know you'd say is divinely inspired or it is true right like we are not we are not fighting against something or trying to create something that isn't supposed to be here. So to me, that's very meaningful. Uh, the last thing I would say is uh, a bit of a call to action in that one of the things that I was, I, I held Frank to is this content, I put too much of my life in to give it to people that don't deserve it. And he committed to screening people coming in because what's really going to make this work well is the community 
And so this isn't for everyone, right? This, this might not be for you and, and you might not be ready for it. And so within that, the call to action is, is to, I believe, talk to Frank, right? He's screening everyone, at least for now. And so, uh, if, if you are willing to turn that mirror around and see that you, you aren't one, look at what you need to fix and see that you aren't alone, uh, put a call to, to Frank, right? Call, he's going to figure it out. And if he does, if he can't help you, he's going to be able to guide you somewhere to do. So that would be my last thing is, is take the action. It's a conversation. Uh, it's not a sales conversation. The, the value that you're getting in this, like, just as we were going through it again, like, the price is like a third of what it should be and probably what it, what it will be in, in a couple months uh, as Frank believes me and what I'm telling him he should be charging for this. So, uh, you know, at this point, we aren't selling anything. We're screening people to get in. So do that call, take that step and, and join the community that's going to, to give you the brotherhood that you need at the core of your being because you're a man. Yeah, man. And that challenge has already forced us to, you know, we've 3X the initial price that I wanted to be at. And I appreciate that challenge because that's only going to filter out the wrong and filter in the right. And that's exactly what this is going to be. Like, we don't need to sell you guys anything. If you're if you're listening to this, you know why, you know why, why, why you're here. Um, we want the right type of men though. So there, there will be an application process. There will be a phone call that initially you and I will have um, at some point, probably get you on a call with Dan as well. Uh, but we're going to make it obviously affordable. We're going to make it, you know, you know, multiple ways. We're going to have supporting curriculums. We're going to have the youth stuff. We're going to have the community. We're going to have the brotherhood. We're going to have the prayer time. We're going to have the scripture studies. So it's there guys. And if you're ready to kind of take some action, you can go to becoming superhuman.life. Uh, watch the video there, fill out the application, or just click the link that's down there in the description box or in the show notes here below, if you're listening on the audio side, but, uh, Dan, Larry, Josh, I appreciate you guys. I love you so much. The impact that each one of you has had on me and on my life and everything you're reducing here. Um, there's no words that can, 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 can describe that. So truly honored to, uh, to have you guys on the team here. Really excited about bringing this to the men and to the world. And if you guys are ready to become superhuman and become the men you were created to be, click that link, becomingsuperhuman.live. We love you guys. Can't wait to see you inside of the Becoming Superhuman Mastermind. We'll see you in the next one.